Hello and herzlich willkommen zum Auf die Fresse, the WXW Review Podcast in English. I'm Ian Hamilton, joined once again by Mike Kilby. And Mike, we're looking back at Shortcut to the Top, but being quite a few announcements in the last few weeks. Yeah, it's been a very, uh, very news-heavy uh, couple of weeks, really, isn't it? Um, the last one was, obviously, it was just was dead end. Um, but they've, well, everything's been there. Uh, all the all the uh, the full lineup for Tagfest has been announced. Uh, we've got lots of returns. We've got surprises. Um, yeah, it's, I think it's a it's a bit of a disappointment. We kind of got nothing to really go until end of September. Really, uh, just just you. I always find that shortcut to the top. It's great. You get a, you get something new, exciting, and you can't do anything for a, for a month or two. <laughs> It's always yeah, a bit we'll, we'll give this away at the end, but it's weird how like there's that big break in the calendar. Like normally, have something like a fan to break it up, but this year, I don't want to be all melodramatic and say they don't appreciate us because you know that's absolute uh, cobblers. But it's just it's one of those um, you know conspicuous by its absence events in the card. But you know, got a few announcements. We'll rattle through these and then look at shortcut for top and you know tell you what we're planning on doing before short. For World Tag Team Festival in September, October. But yeah, as you said, quite a few big announcements during Shortcut at the Top. Uh, World Tag Team Festival, they are bringing in Sanity, that's Eric Young and Axel Tisha, which, yeah, there's this big Sanity like retro thing that seems to be going on. No progress abroad for me. OTTs used them, I think, Black Label from the States. They've you know, tried to bring in combinations. And I mean, Eric, you I don't think that's a duo they've done on the indies. So, European wrestling is nostalgic for a faction in WWE that nobody gave a crap about. Um, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I it's mean, I think, I think Tish has got a lot of sway in Europe at the moment, kind of being probably the biggest star in the entire continent at this moment. And that's not even not even just saying in Germany. I think in general, I think it's probably the biggest star on the scene. And he's got a lot of sway, and maybe that's why him and Damo <laughs> can kind of uh, can kind of get these bookings. But um, it's a bit of a yeah, bit of a left field one. I think a lot of people. I think Uriva absolutely like delighted, or you're a bit ah oh, okay. Uh, there's there's I don't think there's anybody who's just kind of like mildly pleased about it. It's just you're either absolutely delighted or you're just okay, whatever. Um, I'm not against it at all, but it's just. Uh, I mean, at least yeah. it's Eric Young and Tisha rather than Damo Tisha. Um, yeah, I mean, they say it's a combo that I've not seen too much of. I mean, I've not checked you know, how much they've done, even, even back in the NXT when they were a thing. Um, I guess you know, the Eric Young, Axel Tisha stuff. I really don't want to say, oh, they're going to be the spirit squad of this year's tag team festival, but. Well, no, I don't think they will it's be. It's kind of level, I guess, in terms of. We're not regulars, but we're also not completely. I'm going to get killed for saying this. We're not washed up either. Um, no, and like Eric Young, he's someone I've never seen live, not knowingly seen live, unless I've forgotten a house show or something. Um, have you been missold, <laughs> Eric Young? Um, but it's um, and like, but Tisha is obviously on this losing streak, I suppose. And I suppose there's there's, you know, do you get a thing where you have a hot you know, uh, Eric Young, he's absolutely storming it, and Tish is the one who lets him down. I don't know. It's one of those things you can kind of go for. I don't think they'll win the title, um, but <laughs> it's an it, I, I think it's interesting to a point. Um, I think there's there's a bit of a 
I think fans of our type are very weary of anything that is WWE, uh, for quite rightly, uh, especially in WXW. But, you know, I think it's, I, I don't know, I think it might be all right. I don't think we're going to get the can't renew Canyon Seaman video anytime soon, especially not the new premises. You'd but... hope not. You'd hope not. I think obviously we might be able to talk about that in a bit, but I think that might be <laughs> well. The past. Fingers crossed. A return that's gotten a way more positive response. Uh, five years on from her breakout debut in the Fempital tournament, Killer Kelly's back. Yeah, um, and like you say, it was a, it was a breakout debut. Um... Five years feels like a lifetime ago at this point, which... It doesn't feel like five years, does it? No. Um, but I suppose it was. <laughs> 2017, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, that was... Because um, she was a last-minute replacement for somebody. You'll have to remind me who it was. I uh, One of the... Pauline? I think it was Pollyanna. Yes, it was Pollyanna. So, uh, Pauline, French uh, wrestler, they were doing the warm-up for uh, the tag title. So, the women's title term, she, I think she was... She was in, or she was replaced at some point, but it was definitely yeah. like, definitely late placement, not planned, which made or, no. Or was it Ginny or something? I can't remember. But either way, you know, she, she was yeah. brought as major placement. And I remember um, Alan Farrell, you know, doing commentary for time, completely blown away. And I think everyone's like, you know, we'd heard the name obviously, but it was one of those kind of like, um, you know, or she when we did the uh, character previews, like we'd kind of heard of the name, but you know, never seen, had no. Well, it, it was no different. It was no different to um, when you know um, Norman Harris was chucked into tag league, or um, you know when we suddenly had Oscar turn up, or Anil Marek, or something like that. Yeah. It's kind of no, not really any different to that. Um, say, I think she's someone who's she, she, you know, she bet on herself. Um, you know, Portugal as a wrestling scene was going nowhere. Um, She's moved to Germany. She moved. She moved to Germany. Um, made it her home. I would probably say, really, it is her home in terms of wrestling, at least. Anyway, um, she absolutely. I think she did brilliant, sort of, in her time in Germany. She would had a sort of brief run in the UK, hideously cut, cut off by um, Lady C. Um, but the um, and then yeah, obviously she's she's now working in Impact, isn't it, in the states? So she's out, yeah, out in the uh, states all time with with her with her lovely husband uh, AJ. So um, yeah, so I suppose you know, really, I think in in every sort of metric, WXW not only professionally but also personally was very very good for Kelly. Um, and you know, it's home. I think it's. It's um, it's a wonderful thing to have her back. I didn't expect her to be back, to be honest. I thought she not, might have, maybe not this quick. It might have been maybe. we might get a. Sorry, especially not this quick. Like she literally just made her in ring debut. Yeah, but I know there's a few people. If if... Yes, I know there's a few people as well hoping on the back of this. So maybe a reunion of the crown with uh, Alexander James. Since I don't believe he's any he's not any uh, part of WWE anymore. But again. No, that's uh, maybe discussion for the time. Yeah, I don't know about that, and I, I, I wouldn't want to speculate on it to be honest. Um, but yeah, I think um, with terms of in terms of um, Kelly, I think we might. You know, I think it would have been nice. Oh, she might get a big title match at Carrot, or maybe even Femme Patel's next year. But I, I, I wasn't 
she's come back from injury very quickly, to be honest, because obviously she had the um, the nose injury, kind of a bit of a rare one, really. But she had the nose injury, obviously, which which yes, kept back her in out. last year because which she was kept her out. With, um, was it Beyond? I think was. Mm. And I've fallen off watching Beyond, but her herself, Alexander James, um, Willie Utah, and Logan Rue, part of a group called Rally, I think it was. And think did this big show on the beach this time last year, and then all of a sudden just all evaporated. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, the surgery is obviously back wrestling, like say for Impact. Uh, I think she's got a few indie dates booked up soon, which she's advertising. So, please, not just a work impact or nothing else. So, six weeks and see you back in Germany, hopefully in a circle as well. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, I say, I think. Um... Yeah, it's it's all in all, it's it's, it's a it's a it's a net positive to have her back. Um, I don't. I, I think. Um, I think probably short of um, short of Tim, I think it's probably one of the biggest returns you could have that was possible. Um, yeah. um And um, yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think anybody's got any complaints about this at all. And it's it's t- it's shaping up to be a very interesting tournament already. Um, at least, yeah, the people who are in it already, I think it's very interesting. May as well go round up the names we have so far for Sempital. So, yeah. three more names announced earlier this week. Uh, Eva Klasky, former Women's Champion, she's in. Nikki Foxley and another former champion, Ava Everett. Uh, she's back over in Europe uh, this time of year. That's she's adding to. Yes, I think that's now uh, Ava, Eva, Nikki, Kelly, uh, Orshi and Masha Slambridge. So that's six now, is it? Yeah, that's six. So you'd assume Allison's in them? No, I, no, the champion doesn't usually do it, does she? No, it's usually for informing, I guess, a title shot late in the weekend. So, so you'd maybe assume Calypso. Um, yes, maybe I would, touch she, on what's what? You know what's happened to Chalkut? Maybe Calypso. Let's be quite fluid in this, I think, because it's a bit of a short one, I think, anyway. Yeah. But um, obviously, Calypso um, going into the show. Uh, on the second match, uh, Calypso um, had a fairly yeah, not a bad match with Allison um, um, in a title match. Obviously, getting her her sort of mandatory, almost like a mandatory uh, title shot from you her win. Yeah, so um, she defeated Allison by countout. So actually, she's got two wins in. She's got two wins in the column against the the champion. So in a way, I think if she hasn't, I think she should definitely be in the uh, tournament judging by that and yeah, i suppose I mean, there's space for a another announcement maybe if they do do one but not don't really know anything about that yet yeah and i'd also hope as well you know if she is in the tomb to get a bit more of a better reaction i mean we kind of touched on this in the last show obviously that match over allison was in the fight for paris uh no, one night tournament i yeah. don't say nobody no no got who she was but it certainly seemed like it was a bit of a who know who are you kind of thing. So again, no, you win by count out. It's established her as a threat in the not to be overhousing crowd. So yeah, it makes sense whether it's in the tournament or another title match. But you'd also expect you've know, won by count out. You've won non-title. If it's a third match, would have to be some form of stipulation on that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but then I suppose if she wins Fen Fatales, which I'm not saying she will, but. Now, if she if she if she does well in Femme Fatales, then I suppose that she kind of forces her way back into the picture again. Although, really, she should she should actually be getting a, another title shot. 
judging by two out of three wins, two two out of two wins against the champions. So. Let's see what yeah. Benevolent Norman does. Seems right now he's been a bit taken aback by contracts lately. If you want to go by our <laughs> videos, and I guess that touches into uh, some of the last team, well, the final team announcement. So we touched on Sanity earlier. Uh, Sense of Alter Igo Blanc, they've been announced for Tag Festival. And the last team in, the Pretty Bastards, or I guess you could call them the Shotgun Tag Team Champions, since they both have one of those belts. Uh, yeah. Pets who were Maggot, reunited first time in two years. Yes, I actually had somebody um, somebody message me the other day uh, on on Facebook, and they said, uh, "So, um, can I just ask you, what's actually going on with this? Like, are they both champion?" And I was like, "Well, that's a very good question. <laughs> it's kind of kind of yes, um, yeah. So, obviously, the bastards are are back um, together. So, this was contractual. From from my understanding, this was part of the contract, and it was signed." Yeah, it looks when like he swapped the contract, was it? Yeah, so when obviously when um who was brought back was it Real of Wrestling 34, yeah. I want to say. When he did the contract switch route, one thing they said was he got the number one contender shot uh, against Norman in Frankfurt. There's obviously other stuff that's been there now. You no, know, I don't know how long you know that keeps going. Like it feels like this could be something where there's more stuff in there, but Norman read the bloody contract mate that's all i'm gonna say you know stop hacking up stop getting caught out but yeah i mean clearly we've said last time you know we're clearly building towards a who maggot for the you know unified shotgun title i yeah. fully expect you know whatever they do tag festival is just going to lead to us yeah you'd because think so seen like, the promo videos yeah so in the promo video obviously <laughs> it catches maggot by surprise he's like what okay um they have announced Maggot for a show later in that month where he is shotgun champion, so I assume they're not going to do... Well, they could do a title change, I suppose, but... Graphics are um, easily edible. Yeah, exactly. So, um, they, But they have kind of gone shotgun champion Maggot, so who knows, really? So that's um, what the whole World Tag Team League uh, lineup set. Got one so, more big announcement, I guess? Yes, yeah, so just just to be clear, the line that that is the full eight the full eight teams, isn't it now? But yep. So we've got and... Calamari, Drunk Kings, uh, Sanity, Sense of Alter, Igla Blanc, Rotten Flot, Pretty Bastards. We've got Irie and Arbe. Yep. Um, and I'm last two arrows. Uh, Hungry. Trevor, Dominic Green, and Kevin Koo, and the also yes, Hungry. Kevin but I guess it's a big yeah. question mark since. No, may as well no, bleed back and forth between the show. So Dover inched his elbow at shortcut to the top. Um, yeah. I watched what I thought it was back. I mean, I, you know, I'm not a doctor. I don't know where the injury could have occurred. I mean, it was a bit very early on. It looked like like a blocked hip toss, something like that. You could tell he, you know, he's really uh, shaking his elbow out. And then they did the thing in the shortcut with uh, Tihani with the uh, crossface kendall stick to you not know, get them written out as an injury so you know there's been no timeline shared on what the injury is how long it's going to be i know we did read uh, rejig a lot of the card for the passion pro show last weekend yeah um, which is going to be the arrows as the tag then got turned to um was icarus and lawrence roman as the arrows so against the goodies yeah that's exactly the thing i suppose you you have an there's an element of you can kind of just throw 
Raymond in with Icarus, probably. Um bad rules. Yeah, you could have Amboss as just a fluid thing. I suppose that works. Um, it'd be a shame. It'd be a shame, obviously, if the full arrows aren't aren't there, but there's not really a timeline for it yet, so I think they're probably waiting and seeing, probably. So, again, one, again, one last announcement for Tag Festival weekend. Uh, Speedball Mike Bailey's been announced for the weekend. Um, I think it was only today as we record this, they actually said what he was doing. And I guess it's a bit convoluted, so he's going to be facing Bobby Guns on the Saturday night in a number one contenders match. Winner of that, taking on Tristan Archer for the Unified World Wrestling title on the Sunday. So, you know, they've you know, Speedball and uh, Bobby Guns have had matches before. I think the first card I went to is that famous one where, you know, Bobby Guns completely dislocated Speedball's fingers. Well, um, that, that match was kind of the, the, the crowning of, of Guns as a big star. Really. That was, I think that was when he first started getting the massive reactions. Um, yeah, that, that and he was being a shotgun champion then, so it was kind of what, you know, yeah. five and a half, four and a bit years on, kind of gone full circle, and obviously speedball, you know, exhibition champion and impact as well. So, not saying politics or anything like that, but very interesting to see how that's played off. Yeah, but I don't know if they would necessarily be beholden to that. It's WXW, I suppose, isn't it? Uh, no, it's for me, it's more of a whole like Jonathan Gresham we've seen progress too. You know, Ring of Honor belt match didn't make the network, but again. Could very easily be a tag festival, just not make the network like we've done with Couch and make it directly now exclusive. Yeah, like what's his name? Um, who is it? Um, uh, Evan, no, Evan Bourne, sorry. Uh, Matt Seidel, sorry, I dead named him. Uh, Matt Seidel, obviously, he did Carrot as X Division champion. Um, they just didn't wheel the belt out, so no, he came out with the belt. So he came out with. Yes, that's the more of a point of you know, yeah. is that the dictate it's going to be shown on the network or not? Again, you know, we'll see how it goes. I would suspect mm. they'd want to keep this festival, I don't want to say special, but off the network like we did with Carrot. So, yeah, yeah, you'd think so. Um, I don't know. There's well, I think it either, well, I suppose, even to be honest, Killer Kelly being in it does that cause problems? Um, you know, if Killer Kelly's in the Femme Fatales tournament, <laughs> does that make that a thing they can show? And you'd think normally, you'd think they'd probably want to show something like a women's tournament. And Masha yeah. as well. I mean, she's been on AEW. I mean, Masha's uh, match with uh, Moodle was on the network. So okay. I guess really, bit barring AEW, I suspect, and I don't know, so this is just me you know, making you know, total shots in the dark, I would guess it no, you can say letters, but you no know, other companies' belts. I think that's the issue. Maybe you know, intellectual yeah. property you can't show their belts on your TV, etc. Ultimately, it, it makes zero difference to WXW though, because no. say WXW just give them the footage and they crack on with it. Say no, all yeah, of to Adobe Premium and slice stuff out. That's on them, but. Yeah. So okay. one last bit before we talk about the rest of uh, shortcut. So we talked last time about the move to the Gelsenkirchen Alma Park Fight Club. Yeah. They've held the first fight for the tapings there, and from the photos they were well, photos they put out and other photos of the venue, it looks pretty cozy. A couple of old yeah, seats looks, looks standing on the ring. Um, all says it's maybe not a venue I want to go to in the middle of a heat wave, but 
yeah, be interesting to see what it's like for in a circle and you know how many people actually can squeeze on that ring. Yeah, well, it's it's quite a. I've had a look around the building on Google Maps. <laughs> I've had a I've had a little walk around it because you can actually do that. Um, it's. I, I think it probably. I, I get the impression there's a bit of air conditioning in there, so I don't think it might be too bad. Uh, the actual setup they've got there, they've sort of in a. If I would say like a little bit. I want to say I don't want to say a side room, but they've kind of got. Uh, well, pretty much a side room. Um, <laughs> they've got like a. Uh, they've built. They've tarped the sort of the, the walls in in sort of the academy, in the academy uh, branding. Yeah. Um, obviously got the room. They have the seats along one side whether this means that the shows are going to be all because one of the things i remember them saying was um the shows are going to be back to standing but they have all them seats so from what i made out and speak to uh gunny who's at the show doing photos for inside the numbers i'm going to get the Portions off, I think it's like 70 seating and 50 standing or something like okay, that. Okay, you can stand there. So, there's a, so there's a mix, like, but so okay. three sides. Best way to describe it is like imagine like a squash court, that kind of thing, where yes, off the ring the back of it, we have enough room for one or two people deep to stand around it along three sides, right? Okay, so you there and is the side, and like the hard cam view, you'd have your rows of seating and standing for back. So, I guess. How do you compare it to was it the Frankfurt tapings we have where it's kind of close up move obviously for seating, but imagine we've got like all the... Well in a way the turbine hollow was like that because you had the big the big block of seating uh and then everywhere else was standing. So I suppose it's just that really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Again, no this also could be something that's pretty fluid as well, but um from the way it's looked, and I say they've tarped, they've tarped off uh, the walls for window, I think any dives you're going to get, you know, unless someone's really sadistic, you're not going to get people diving off windows like those <laughs> first Randy Orton Triple H stuff from years ago. So you're going to get, you know, it's going to be, it's going to feel a bit snug. But again, you know, the old Academy Nesson was kind of like that. You know, they yeah. tried there was one wall you couldn't do dives on this. It's free. And they still made it work. So yeah. I don't know, it's a bit of an odd one, really. But, um, so, yeah, we did the tapings. They'll be dropping on YouTube next Wednesday and the Wednesday after. Uh, I think literally before we start recording, they've dropped a match from Shortcut to the Top as a teaser, so the full graphics. They've got Dave Bradshaw doing commentary. Uh, Alex Ken against Nick Shry, I think it's about five, six minutes long. Um, worth dropping into. It's building up the stuff they've taped. And, yeah, we'll probably take a look when we're back next time to see what Fight Forever actually ends up looking like. Yeah, it's because um, yeah, we have no idea. <laughs> we don't know if they've recorded um, vignettes or anything. It's just we all we know is the show's happened, really. Yeah, so I've shocked. not seen any spoilers because uh, I've kind of made it act. Well, I've, no, actually, I think people have been quite generous and they've just not spoiled anything. So. Yeah, I think what the tent. I think for shock at weekend, they were very um, quiet in general. Like they made a point of saying, you know, we're keeping our social media spoiler-free, you know, we're doing this. You know. So you just, literally you were having to look for people who were there to you know, do spoilers and hope they weren't pulling your leg with some of the entrance, which we will touch on in a moment. But so quick run I mean, I was doing that and I wasn't even there. Well, unbeknownst, you hit lucky on one of them. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, go for the undercard. Uh, Amboss beat uh, Team LSG, so Peter Hani, Alga Blanc, LSG, and Sense of Alto. It's a match we suspect uh, Dover got the elbow injury in, but opening eight man tag, Amboss win. And you know, we said from the start that they are really building up towards you know, Amboss and a killer combination. You'd guess maybe fall back to the roots in the Kafik Schlacht. Yeah, there's there's not really the clear. I don't know. I suppose I suppose you get to a point where you have to. They really have to do get a super team, and you end up with you know, you know, with guns, guns, Knight, Tisha, and Simmons, that sort of thing. You know, do you end up with like a big four like that? You don't know. Um, what the thing I thought was quite interesting was how conflicted. So obviously, immediately after the match, they had the um, the arm break sort of thing with Sensor Volto and Igle Blanc. I found uh, Tehani's, uh, Tehani's uh, reaction to be quite interesting. Yeah, so... Uh, I don't know if you picked whole, up on that. The whole time he's been, oh, I can't believe my trainers have done this. It's like, well, I don't know if this is planting seeds for is he going to you know, join against, you not know, join up with Ambos, or is he going to be kind of like you know, a float of that kind of thing, but Definitely, you're getting me this kind of thing where early on, you know, as WXW struggling to, you know, Team WXW, for want of a better word, is struggling to get anything up against Amboss, you're already starting to see cracks within the home forces. Yeah, and like Tihani's consistently being sort of the most, um, I think he's probably like the most violent. Not violent. I don't know what the word is. He seems to be the most motivated, should we say? Yeah, most he's the most yeah. motivated. Turn on him and we'll say embarrassed, but we've definitely. But then, made but then, obviously, I uh, Volto breaks Dover's arm or whatever he does uh, in the. Um, so they obviously he traps um, they trap um, Dover's arm in a chair like um, like they was going I to don't. do to so and so the other week before. Um, Tihani goes, no, I can't do it. And then Sensorola grabs the chair and just whacks it. And then Tihani's just like, he's not happy about it at all. I don't know if you, I suppose there's there's an element of, I don't know, does he still respect his trainers? Is it, you know, I suppose the, the, the kind of the reductive thing is, oh, is he just going to turn? Is he going to join Ambos? I suppose it's, it's, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued to see where that goes. Um, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if that did happen. Um, I think but, so, maybe to some extent, like, they're, they're starting, well, not some have been including uh, Ilya Bloom into this as well. So maybe you've got the element of, I don't say jealousy, but you've got the whole thing of, you know, Tihani was the big shining star coming out of Carrot, kind of faded in the background, and now you've got this burgeoning new talent, Academy Grown, Maybe get yeah. something like that where Bloom's starting to get more opportunities for whatever reason. Maybe yeah. that's part of the no, no part of the background that might you know, spark something. But definitely, you know, you, you're going to get a lot more of these you know, Amboss versus WXW Special Forces, for a better word. And at some point we'll get the combination, but for the time being, it's all Amboss. Yeah. Uh... It worries me if it's this is just all we're going to get until the cave Um I, I I personally don't think that they've found the. I don't think they've got the teeth into anybody yet, and I no. think they need to get 
I need to get the attention of a Simmons or I need to get the attention of a Tisha and then it's and then then I think it's on. Um, and there is a tag festival coming soon, so you never know. Yeah, exactly. There's 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 all them options, I suppose, isn't there? But um I guess yeah. speaking of uh, Tisha no um no move on before cover to women's match. Axel Tisha Bobby Guns. I know you know this was announced and was like, oh, two big names you know, middle of a card, okay, this Feels a bit weird to be thrown on mid cards. I know uh, uh, Felix Kohlenberg um, you know, tweeted, you know, a fantastic match. This blew me away. Like, I was not expecting this. Yeah, for sure. It's I, I like think a, this is a mid card match. Like, you know, I thought, oh, it's going to be you know, maybe storyline soften one of the two up so we don't win shortcut. This was an absolute cracker. Yeah, I think work great. Like in, in terms of in terms of working wise, I think it's the best match WSW's had this year. Um, I can't think of anything that was technically as good as that. Hang um, struggling as well. I mean, like Carrot was a few that maybe came close, but I mean for this, like how long this one got? That when short short of something with an import, I can't. Uh, let, okay, let's let's put let's let's put an asterisk. It's the oh, best God. the best domestic match of the year. Yeah. Um, because you could probably make an argument for some of the Arbe or Irrigate matches, but um, the um, yeah, it's the best the, the best home home, <laughs> home match, should we say? Uh, of the, of the year. I, can't, I can't think of anything better. Sixteen minutes went at a hell of a pace for us. No, out was watching like there's barely time to breathe. Like they were just going yeah. boom, 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 boom. It wasn't a I do move. We watch. You no, know, we stare at each other and do another one. Base. I want this match to be run again at some point. No, maybe Carrot next year. Yeah, if this was a, if this was a, um, I could see this as a Friday night main event or you know something like that. Uh, I, I wasn't really sold on. As I say, I think every every single week. I don't know whether it's something he's picked up elsewhere, but I, I just feel that Tisha is Tisha has been. Slept on, I think, especially in WXW. I don't know what he's doing elsewhere, but there's just the the little things he adds into his like you know, like going into Carrot this last year. He was kind of doing the reluctantly violent stuff, and I know that that's a bit of a terrible Triple H trope, but he was doing it better than I've ever seen anybody do it. And now there's the whole lack of confidence thing that he's kind of like, you know, Joe, you know I'm not so happy. I he he knows he's not one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, you look at stuff like, you know, obviously he's lost for, you know, he lost for title at uh, Carrot. Um, you know, he's had several chances to regain it. You know, tellingly, you know, this isn't played by somebody. He's lost, he lost the uh, GWF title in Berlin in June. You know, yeah. just look at his cage match, he's getting title shots everywhere. So it's not like he's been brought in and doing undercard stuff. Um, but I do Unless... want... yep. Sorry, go Sorry, go but for I do wonder, like you know, we talk about the sanity stuff. Um, you know, Big Demo won the Progress title last weekend. And it's a little bit I mean again. This is just me being overly cynical, being a little bit nervous. We change of regard in WWE right now. Yeah, is he is he on his? Is the uh, sanity supply coming up? Yeah, not from the Indies either. Is he, is he on his? Um, he's he's working. He's doing his gardening leave sort of thing. Yeah, heading back. Uh, there is that, I suppose. Um, I, I kind of was trying to avoid saying that, but <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we've we had Kawanoa stuff, and okay, Kawanoa's injured, and I guess this was kind of fulfilling what, what you'd expect, but 
it just seems a bit weird how you know rather than treading water or do, even doing the you know Axel Tisch versus I mean, had LSG at dead end, it just feels it's a bit odd how just out of nowhere you had this match. And double we don't tend to do a lot of this stuff where you have a match of this caliber that doesn't lead to anything down the line. If it didn't have this match, though, that would be a very weak undercard. True, because and and as much as we, I think I think you can argue that Shortcut is a one match. It's a show that sells it sells it on the gimmick match, and yeah, I get that. But without that, you'd be looking at kind of. But I think if if they'd announced that a few weeks, because this was announced, well, the week before, really, pretty much, wasn't it? I think if you'd yeah. announced that match a little bit previous, I reckon you you would have probably got a few more bumps through the door, um, maybe even people from further afield. I think it was it was um, if you don't have the if you don't have the um, if you don't have this sort of level of match, I you know that that undercard's pretty weak on paper. I suppose. I mean, again, no. We can just move on to like the title match of who were Tristan Archer. Um, I think for me a lot, you no, know, big issue I had about match. And I can't speak for Cobb, but bear in mind the way who you know, engineered the match himself. I had issues buying him as a viable challenge. Like yeah, this veneer falls, but I didn't really expect nor think. Oh, he's going. There was never a point where you believed that Uhura was going to win. No. Yeah. Especially when he had like the you know, the shiny shotgun title, all that be dealt like. You know, I'm not saying oh, it was a match I completely switched off. Bob was one of those. It's like you could only go so far. It was a foregone conclusion what the result was going to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> all, I mean, wasn't bad. You no, know, I think you no. Know, who definitely you no know, got you no know, got elevated a little bit. You no, know, with the loss. But again, you have the extra baggage with that, like say the shiny shotgun belt, which to me kind of means as long as that's still hanging over him, I'm going to find it a little bit tricky to even, you know, maybe with tag tiles, but I find tricky even anything series in the singles divisions will be tricky well, to buy into for the time being. He's already got the storyline, and the storyline he had, he's turned up with another shotgun belt. Yep. Um, so there's already the storyline there. So. Uh, in a way, this is just dressing, and regardless of the, you know, the, the fact that the world championship was just kind of used as a bit of dressing for this, um, you know, this mid card. Well, let's say this mid card feud. It's you know, it kind of pretty much says it all. Really. It's a bad comparison with the Brock Lesnar Hardcore Holly title match at Royal Rumble. That kind of yeah, not your type to challenge of the month, but it's hey, you know, give a guy who you know we haven't put in this level before, see what he can do. Now you've got your answer, and once other stuff's wrapped up, who knows? He might be back there. Yeah, it's like anything. You, if you look, if you go back for, say, we go back five years, you know, where's Tristan Archer? Nowhere. So, you know, with that, six years ago, he was a cruiserweight classic. Yeah, exactly. So, no, that popped my YouTube thing recommendations a while back. It was last week. So, what I'll watch and see where everyone is. Like, he had no tattoo six years ago. He was one of those like no clean shaven. He didn't have his Dragon Ball Z tattoo. Um, not that it was visible, but like definitely you no know, like you no know, chalk and cheese compared to today. But again, it's not the only one who's in in that lineup that uh, you know, went places of in WWE. Yeah, but we alternate universe universe would have been weird. But 
Robert with Shock at the top end. I'm not going to go through all the names and who did what. There's reporting back bodydrop.com with that. But um few big name surprises. So Mike Schwartz came back in. Um Tank was back, I think, six years since his last Alpha one. Alpha Kevin. Alpha Kevin, who did you know he once eliminated Chris Hero? Yes. They don't they don't mention it very often, do they? I don't even mention all this. Yeah, I didn't listen to the German commentary, but uh, yeah, so and then you know, Rambo, who I don't think we've seen since the shock in 2020 days, and the guy who you jokingly tweeted about. Well, I was joking, I had scoops. Well, one of the two was there, Tillman. What the hell? Yeah, so Metihan, Metihan, Tillman, Lucky Kid, Kid, whatever his name is. Um, Me- yeah, he's. They had I touch from Azel with the old Azel music. That um, was interesting as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, come on, be was it be Dan Bulldozer stuff, you know, the funky 70s game show music as in Berlin's out there, but um yeah, Tillman has under that name with his NXT UK music and about going all you not know, conspiracy theory, there's a fair amount of conjecture about what's going on with NXT UK right now. The, the um, I mean you 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 pointed me to it first. The wording on Instagram was very interesting. Comeback. Yeah, it was comeback. It wasn't. Uh, yeah, and whether whether that word holds the same word, weight in German as it does in the you know in English, I don't know. But for me, that that looks like he's back semi regularly. Um, I mean, again, the this could be not me. Doing two and two together and failing my maths GCSE, but Eddie Dennis is you no know, back in progress somewhat regularly. Like they're making a pretty big deal of it. Um, yeah. You know, even if you, you know put aside you know NXT UK, whatever's going on there, like you no know, cancel tapings. You know they've spoiled their own title tournament on NXT this week. You know you've got you no know, more and more names you know, hopping on a transatlantic flight to Florida. Even if that's all to supposedly build up some like a World's Collide 2 or something like that. Fair enough. But the fact you're starting to see names in NXT UK starting to go back to old haunts, for a better word. You know, I think the... The writing's on the wall, I think, is, I think is what we're saying. Some degree, yeah. And again, um, I think it depends. If this is a one-off, is Tillman back, you know, even it's like, you know, no night three main event at uh, Tag Festival. Or something like that, but I think you know, yeah, reading way too much. But you no, know, it suggests one thing. But again, he's not been announced for anything, you know, so that could be you no know, delay to come back and see what the hell the schedule is and what works on. Because you remember, you know, pre COVID, NXT UK had this nasty habit of you no know, just announcing a taping right on weekend. Yeah, I, I think, um, obviously, we don't. You know, we're not we're not an NXT UK podcast, so obviously we can't, we're not going to go mad into it. But the um, I think short of you know uh, short of the company obviously not existing, which you know it, it's somewhat controversial because obviously you know the boys are getting paid, etc. Um, if if we're at a situation where we have um, Lucky Kid back. On big talk on the big shows, and then occasionally he has to fly to Orlando, tape three episodes of NXT, and come home. I can deal with that. Um, 
maybe that's me being sort of gaslit into thinking that's acceptable, <laughs> acceptable. But really, you know. schedules. I mean, like I said you know, before COVID, you had NXT UK, but you know, has been ta- they control their own taping schedule, and as luck would have it, they were always clashing with carrots and tag festivals. You know, funny how that works. But yeah, I mean, yeah, never cl- I, never clashed with um, progress, did it? Um, not what I would call special progress no. big shows. No. Never, never clashed with the ballroom. Never. They had removed some of the ballrooms to midweeks. I remember very early on because yeah, you had that whole thing of <laughs> you know, was it Jim Small is the Alan Partridge you no know, midweek matters stuff. But yeah, so we'll keep an eye on that going forward. But as we're short at the top, um, you called it, Mike. I did. I did call it. Um, for me, it was the it was the obvious the, the obvious winner. I think. Um, yeah, I I, um, I I purposely didn't really say who I did think was going to win, but I did say Levaniel. I think probably going to be Levaniel. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. it's a pretty it, good rumble. I mean, no, not going through. You had like names you'd expect to be doing stuff in there, like you know, Jern Simmons cleavering, then you know him going after Heisenberg meant they both eliminated each other, so you had the ring empty for a bit. Bobby Guns took over and took the piss out of uh, Jacob Crane, who, what I yeah. will say is, you know, him against uh, Psycho Mike, you know, the June Oberhausen tapings, Miss. Uh, Jacob Crane's got a very good shot of being kind of like Santino Morella comedy character, if, you know, if they want to go down that road. Like, they've set some of the yeah. early uh, foundation. He's, he's not had the big weekend the moment yet. And no, there's always... what I'm saying is, as far as being like the bit part of not saying like the designated, you know, ha-ha, you're going to lose the three seconds guy, but the stuff he's got, he's made the most of it. Yeah, he, he when I say he's not had the big weekend, he's not had the, the thing where everyone, where somebody could walk in and says, oh yeah, I remember that guy, he's the guy who had, who did X, Y, Z. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's had that yet, um, because unfortunately, <laughs> not everybody watches these other shows. Um so I think he needs to have that sort of something happen at Tagfest and yep. everyone go, you know, four years on, everybody remembers Bernstein from Wrestling Deutschland. <laughs> and when he everyone... got rid of a gimmick just before COVID, what yeah, the hell? I always, I don't know if, I don't know if I've put this into audio, but they should, sorry to talk about them completely unrelated, but Bernstein and Robinson would have been a brilliant tag team during COVID because you would have had germaphobe Bernstein um, who obviously, if you don't know the gimmick, he used to hand sanitize everything at all, the, at all times. And, stream the tags. <laughs> and then you have Lucas Robinson, who is a uh, inter- like he was a backpacker. So you just have him really depressed because he can't travel. <laughs> so you have Bernstein, who, who's who's a germaphobe and he's already sanitizing everything, and then Lucas Robinson, who can't travel and he's really sad. I do. Yeah, Bernstein is the com- as the uh, as the happy guy. I do wonder, because obviously, you know, we were up, we were both a carriage just for everything broke, broke loose. Getting hold of hand sanitizer at that time, you know, no, March 2020 <laughs> was nine impossible. Yeah, maybe so, you killed uh, the gimmick because he couldn't buy you, the uh, stuff. Thanks. Sorry? If it was uh, Matthew Bernstein buying it all up, well, we know what happened next, but... Yeah. But, um, well, more yeah, likely, he couldn't actually get any through the gimmick. But, uh, yeah, in a shortcut, um, so you know, came down to was it Roman or she 
uh, Robert Dreisker and Obsylvaniel. Um, or she tried to slam Dreisker and he gave out Sentinel. I would say felt weird, but not clearly was something we were planning on, which came up at the end when uh, Levaniel was thrown out to try to skin the cat. Dreisker slapped his hands off. He fell down but was eliminated because he fell onto Orshi's back. Which yes. is the kind of a blessing from the stars. Uh, elimination avoidance. Yeah, almost like a blessing from the stars, really, wasn't that? Um, uh, I wasn't sure if that was intentional or not, but then I I think sort of I did rewatch it a few times. At first, I was like, why is Orshi like helping? The well, I suppose she would help Levaniel, but there's never been a interaction as far as I know. No, maybe. He tried to give her a hug in the match, and all of a sudden, like a grudging fist bump. Which, yeah. yeah, I mean, again, I suppose it's the whole well, it's us against Amboss kind of thing. And then, you no know, seconds later, Levaniel chucks out Dreiska, who nearly fell on Orshi as well. Which I don't know about, you know, well, was planned or not, I, I guess not. But Levaniel wins, uh, you no know, post show, you no, know, we did it, it's all Libra this, Libra that, and then. Tristan Archer comes out and attacks him. That's now apparently an injury from that, which goes back to what we said a little bit earlier, you know, the mini-tournament attack festival for the shot at Archer. But it was a pretty good rumble. I mean, you know, now along these matches, you're not going to have, like, your one guy completely turn crew for too long. But the one thing I'm glad... For the hour. One thing I'm glad didn't happen is we didn't have uh, the trope of, okay, the first... You know, the, the first two people come out, and then it's Amboss, 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 Amboss. Yep. They clear the ring, and then it's like nobody can get in the ring for. Nobody can get in the ring for, yeah, for they, 10 they people. Yeah, they Amboss out throughout the match, and like you kind of yeah. have that thing, it wasn't like, oh, look, we've got the ring. Like you had. Um, Rotten Flot. I'm sure, yeah, Rotten Flot, uh, Chris and Schenkenberg had their numbers. You know, they wanted to be close to each other. You briefly um, had Icarus and Roman. Do the whole thing together, didn't they? Briefly, yeah, but I think yeah. as far as hey, we're on boss, we're gonna you know screw everything up for everyone now. Be frankly kept away from that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's one thing I've always said to work be their strength in terms of the regulars at least. Everyone's got something to do, and that really shines in these kind of matches. Yeah, like, and even if it's even... like an implicit story, but you've no, you don't have people come in like. Now, Michael and I have had the, you know, just split up uh, the only friends, but it wasn't like, oh, well, I don't know you, Bobby Guns, anymore. They work together, and you kind of had the, well, are they really split, or is it like a, we've split temporarily, but you know, there's really something still going kind of thing? Yeah, and like, you know, you have somebody like uh, Mikey Schwartz come back, come in, and, <laughs> you know, it's, although he's not got a storyline at the moment, there's always the storyline of he had the, he had the big FA Cup knockout the big boys moment when he won the shortcut three, you know, three years ago or two years ago. Yeah, twenty twenty. So he will always be considered a shortcut specialist, I think, for you know, for, for for eternity. You know, he will always be, you know, that year Mikey Schwartz won the shortcut. Um hundred seventy three. Yeah, exactly. Um so yeah, he, he so that's always been a a, a positive for WSW and so for, to um, we we always uh, put put that over about it, but yeah, it, it's true. Every single person in the company has something, either a storyline they're active in or 
they're interesting enough that them being in the in the uh, in the ring is a story within itself. Effectively. Yeah. So yeah, so top bats it's another year. You know, Levine's got the title shot somewhere, but I don't think any time soon. I don't know whether I haven't looked at the rest of the backs of the line for the rest of the year. But um, you know, it's not being done at Tag Festival. Uh, you know, coming up, you know, we usually do this afterwards, but after Tag Festival, we've got uh, Bielefeld in October, Dresden, Leipzig, um, Holzman, but that ain't going to be making tape. Drive of Champions in Frankfurt. Um, then the 22nd anniversary show at the end of the uh, week for Christmas. So maybe we can drag it out to Ben? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Again, as we always say, it's a lot of wrestling to take place. It may end up being he's suddenly back and he's an I3 challenger and you know, gets massive upset to end the weekend on Monday. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. That always throws, that's still throwing me the whole uh, Saturday to Monday format for. <laughs> I guarantee you, at least one person internationally has screwed and has booked Friday, Saturday, yeah, Sunday, home Monday. Sunday. Someone's going to do that and we're all yeah. going to feel really sorry for them. Yeah, they're going to turn up and like, so where is everybody on Friday night? <laughs> it looked closed on Friday night. Yeah, yeah we're in that Gelsenkirchen. Ah, so Yeah, they turn up the Thursday, they go to the academy, it's closed. They turn up to the Turbulent on Friday and it's... It's a mental image I keep having with Tim. Nobody's told Tim Fatry just turns up in Nesson one day. It's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, uh, no, upcoming shows. So, we've got WXW in SimCity in Vienna. You're going there September 23rd. Uh, yeah. for live event. So it's part of a uh, wrestling festival, right? The first ever WXW show in Austria, um, which is, you know, a little bit surprising considering maybe the, the, stars, London, the, yeah. the stars that um, Austria has produced, obviously, for WXW. Um, um, obviously, uh, Walter, um, Robert Dreisker, you know, uh, Chris Colan, Julian Nero, who, uh, well, Probably a little bit of news. Obviously, he's announced that uh, he's only got two matches left and he will be retiring. He had his sort of brief return. Hoped he might have put, turned up sort of in WXW, but doesn't appear to be happening. Yeah, I felt that Chenny did her joke list and I completely missed was a joke list. Oh, he's coming at number five because I thought, oh, no, he had was at um, Ty Dillinger years ago when he was 10 guy. Yeah. Oh, it's a nice, cute chance. Like, nope, he's it's actually he's retired. I was like, oh, God damn it. But Yes, uh, Pro Wrestling Österreich is one of his two final shows with, uh, I think, uh, Robert Dreisker's on there as well, which obvious uh, final match. And I have seen um, EWA. He's been working under some of his old uh, names as well. Yeah, Hans Hoffman, yeah. But, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, if, if that is it, and I know he had the injury forced retirement, you know, well, just fantastic memories into Rex to be part of Service Monster, Monster Consulting. Just uh, shame it ended the way it did. Yeah, really big shame, really big shame. Um, but um, yeah, I say I think hopefully, uh, yeah, it's as a, as a as a country, it's produced a lot of people for um, for WXW. Um, but the um, sort of to quickly go into the people who announced for the show so far, uh, no matches so far. But we have Tristan Archer, uh, Axel Tischer, we have Eva Kalaski, Maggot, and Allison Ahura. Pete, um, Peter Tihoni and Sin, um, not Sin Cara, Sensor Volta. It'd be interesting. Sin Cara, if Sin Cara turned up, there'd be quite a few lawsuits coming. Like, uh, <laughs> <next> <laughs> sorry, Sensor Volta. 
Um, so yeah, they, they've all been announced so far, and there may be a few more announced. But um, yeah, so that's that's um, that's been announced for the twenty third of September. Then a week later, of course, uh, Inner Circle 12 in Gelsenkirchen. Uh, probably have matches announced next month or so, you'd expect. Of course, World we Festival, Wheel of Wrestling uh, is a normal one, then the Wild Card, the Invite Only one, uh, Fembertals, I think I've already said. So, stacked weekend in Oberhausen and uh, Nordrhein Westphalia in end of September, early October. Uh, Academy yeah, yeah. Show, we touched upon this earlier, they've announced the next four. Um, Sunday, October 30th, November 13th, Sunday, December 11th, and Sunday, January 29th, all in Gelsenkirchen. So November and January, they have a five further tapings to go on YouTube and Billy Billy. October, December, just live events, which you know, we're not going to be busting out the cameras of that. Um, so yeah, so they're clearly making a point of running there monthly and getting, I think we're doing like a season ticket of sorts, gimmick for that. Yeah, well, they used to have the Oberhausen Hamburg team tickets, didn't they? Um, I don't know whether that Oberhausen one still exists. I, don't, I doubt uh, it. I don't, because I think was that spelled at least for start this year. You know, we're, we're still dealing with the, oh, are we going to be cancelled? Yeah. Are, are we going to be back in restrictions? I would suspect maybe for 2022, if they can lock down a, cal- a, cal- a calendar of dates, but then, of course, everything else going on, as we mentioned last week, you know, that whole thing with you know travelling fans, uh, still going, but home fans aren't. So it'd be interesting yeah. to see what they do. You know, what, not, do they stick with Oberhausen monthly and do the rest of just like live events? Again, you know, we're not the guys with the uh, date book. And I guess we'll see. I mean, there are dates I've seen uh, coming up into 2022, um, or 2023 even. Like you've got, was it... Uh, Hamburg for Dead End, you know, first week of New Year. Um, obviously got character and got golf for Earth first, limb back up for Christ. We've got a date for October 2023. That's got to be like a rescheduled one, surely. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, there's, there's a few of the, I think there's a few of the, um, a few of the, the cities where they probably would have done, they probably would have run, but they're still not quite sure. Uh, I know Aurich in, um, sort of the north northwest of the country they basically they're waiting on the promoter to kind of go yep let's do it uh, because he's the, i think the problem is is a lot of the promoters are kind of looking at um they're looking at the the, the current situation and kind of going well <laughs> is it going to be fine to run shows we don't know so i think there's there's a bit of that at the moment i think no, we said before it's the whole thing of at least in germany from what tas was saying everyone's running and yeah. what you don't want to be doing is you don't you Burning don't out running, yeah you don't be running like it's a horrible analogy you don't be working on battle of the bands for the same night as food fighter in town for instance where you're going to be completely blown out by you know traveling act or someone who's barely barely tours so yeah see be interesting to see how 2023 fills up um maybe we get back to the time of you know, actually putting up announcing the you know, first half year rather than a couple of months out but Again, maybe we'll see it at uh, Tag Festival next, in a month after next. But um, yeah, so before we head off to Germany, or in your case, Austria, we're going to have at least two podcasts. So we've got yeah. the obligatory World Tag Team Festival preview pod. Uh, I promise I will get the preview stuff on the website in the next week or two. Uh, but next up, we're going to dip into the WXW Now archives and head back to August 2015. Fan Appreciation Night in Hamburg, Um 
That's up. It's only in German if you want to watch along, but cards featuring likes of Prost against the Shields, uh, Bobby Guns, and uh, Vinny Vortex's last name he wrestled as as Vinny the Beast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jern Simmons versus Demac. Too cool against Reich and Shern. I mean, we've had the mini too cool. Uh, no, was it the retro thing? Um, the Indies earlier this year, you know, Scottish too hot, going all over the place. Main event, Carsten Beck against Bad Bones, which, you know, how much has really changed in the last seven years in terms of presentation, in terms of, you know, in-ring, in terms of the crowds? I guess we'll find out, but um, it's a pretty interesting line to see, you know, that's power crowd in full effect. Yeah, um, and I say, I think it's, it's always tradition. It's always, it's always a good thing to come back from the summer the Zoma Pausa uh, to <laughs> to come back to sort of fan appreciation tonight. So I think I think really with it's it's a bit of tradition to think to come back to a, a fan. And if they're not going to do it uh, at being WXW, uh, I think we should do it instead. There's plenty of them in the catalogue, but I'll be I guess a couple of weeks time maybe getting into September. I'll have a look at that. But uh, yeah, football's back, Mike. Anything you want to plug? You know, we've got the Groundhopper's Guide. And uh, yeah, the Groundhopper's Guide. There is the Groundhopper's Guide on YouTube, which is a thing me and Arno Furious do, um, where we talk about football grounds. There's not a new episode for a bit, but you can watch all the old ones, and you can also watch um, all of... Well, it's on there. If you go onto YouTube and type in Groundhopper's Guide on an Eddie, you'll find, you'll find, um, you'll find it there. Uh, you can also watch all of the Arno and Eddie experience shows, which are very good. Uh, they recently did a Premier League preview, um, which obviously is now two weeks old. But <laughs> Man United yeah, so... ten hog, so no, still in date. Exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, so that that's me. But I'm I'm Mike Kilby on everything. So if you ever need to find me, just type in Mike Kilby, and you'll be able to find everything. You want to follow me on Instagram, uh, Backbody Drop, Twitter, Big Backbody Drop, or Ashley in Wrestling. And yeah, didn't want to say too much, but everyone has been in touch. No, just want to say it's really appreciated. Yeah, and yeah, been a tough week, but you know, we plow on as best we can. Very not yeah. on the back the sour notes. Um, yeah, that's it for Shock at the Top. Got the Tag Festival, and we'll be back in a few weeks' time with Fan Hamburg for 2015. So, China for Time Machine, Mike, we'll see you back in 2015. See you there. Cheers. <laughs>